This is the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast, episode 175. Good day and welcome to this episode of the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. I'm your host, podcaster, and author of Fun Fantasy Reads, Jamie Davis. This podcast is exactly what it says it is in the title there, folks. It's a show about everything to do with fantasy and sci-fi books, whatever the type of subgenre you have, epic fantasy, space opera. I mean, it doesn't really matter because I try to bring you the best and brightest authors from all the various corners of the fantasy and sci-fi book world here to you on each show every week. Plus, uh, we sometimes add some other special guests in along the way, so you ought to keep track of what's going on. Kicking off this things this week, I'm going to go ahead and jump in with my own author update. I'm deep into a short story I'm writing set in a whole new series. It's an urban fantasy and features a fun twist I haven't seen anywhere else out there. So I don't want to give away too much, but I'm working on the short story right now to see how much I like the characters and the world in which they live before I commit to writing the whole series. Um, so watch for that. I'll be giving that away to members of my newsletter, uh, email newsletter coming up, uh, in a, in a month or so. You can check out more information on what I'm up to, including sneak peeks of upcoming covers, special giveaways, and a lot more. Just visit my fan group over on Facebook, Jamie's Fun Fantasy Readers, or over at my website and blog, jamiedavisbooks.com. Either place, I look forward to hearing from you, and I try to respond back to all the emails and comments that come in. Okay, joining us on the show today, we have author L.A. McGinnis. She spends her days writing steamy urban fantasies filled with brooding heroes and smart, bold heroines. A lifelong fascination with mythology and storytelling inspired her to weave these contemporary tales of legendary faded mates set in gritty urban settings like New York, Chicago, and London. She's also one of the amazing authors in the just-released urban fantasy short story anthology, Summer Solstice Shenanigans. I'm part of that, too. There's some great short stories in there. I think 24 short stories in all by some amazing authors and some pretty big names. So check it out. Um, There'll be a link in the show notes, or you can just go get it over on Amazon. Um, But check out my chat with Laura coming up right now. L.A. McGinnis, it's great to have you here on the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Jamie. I appreciate it. Oh, no problem. It's um, it's great to have you on. Um, you're one of the uh, people that are in the uh, Summer Solstice Shenanigans Anthology with me and uh, some other great authors. And so I wanted to um, have you on because the book just came out as the time that this is being released. And uh, I want to make sure that uh, folks know about it and some of the great stories that are in there. Yeah, I'm so excited this is coming out. I mean, I think there's such a great collection of authors and I love Martha Carr's work. So I'm just thrilled to be associated, you know, in, a, in an anthology project with her. Yeah, it's she's great. And um, her, her writing is just fantastic and a lot of fans. So uh, we're going to get a lot of people looking at our books and our stories. And that that's kind of cool. Yep, I'm excited about that. So why don't you introduce yourself, tell the folks in the reader audience out there a little bit about who you are and um, what it is uh, you do. Sure. Um, my, my name is Ellie McGinnis, and I'm from Ohio. I've been writing since 
approximately 2007, you know, my, my son actually had a report due and it was 10 pages. And I said, well, just, just fling that right out. You know, you can do that. And he said, when's the last time you wrote 10 pages, mom? And I thought, well, <laughs> it's probably been a while. So I, so we actually raced each other to see who could get done first. And he got done first and I just kept going and I haven't stopped, stopped since. So that's a great story. That is the first time I've heard that one. That's a great parenting thing, though, is like when you have to put your money where your mouth is. And right. like, you know. <laughs> My boys always, they, they always make me do that. So I got to watch what I say, you know. They do keep us, uh, they do keep us going when guessing with the different things they come up with. That's for sure. <laughs> they do. Um, so we know why you started writing. Um, have you always written fantasy stuff or have you written a variety of things? Well, it was funny. My first project that I wrote was, I guess you would just call it, you know, contemporary romance. And I pitched it to three agents and two out of the three said, if that had vampires in it, we would buy it, which they did not. But <laughs> I, I changed it. So it had vampires in it. And I realized that I, I really enjoyed writing, you know, paranormal. I, I didn't even really know what it was. And I hadn't read a lot of it up to that point. So I dove in, read, I mean, probably I read the whole J.R. Ward series in like three weeks. And then, you know, Karen M. Monning and worked my way through some of the big authors in the, in the genre and, and really, really discovered that I loved it. I, I love the storytelling. I like the fact that you weren't, um, you know, limited to just, you know, this world. You could, you know, put any kind of elements in it you wanted as long as you were able to write them believably. So I haven't stopped since. That's, that's <laughs> great. And and, um, you know, it's, it's great. You kind of found your niche, um, that, that way. Cause some of us, some of us have very eclectic tastes and start writing in all sorts of different directions. Well, I'm bouncing around a little bit now, <laughs> but I'm, I'm trying, I'm going to try to limit myself to two different, you know, lines, you know, urban fantasy and then paranormal romance and, and stick with those two for a while. But I know it's so tempting you know, you read a high fantasy or something, you're like, oh, I could like, I have the perfect story for this. And then you're off in a totally different tangent. So it is, it is how it works. That's exactly how it happens too. Um, so your story, The Longest Day, um, which is of course a reference to the summer solstice um, is, is, a, is a great kind of like detective, you know, private investigator story, which I really enjoyed. Well, so this is a prequel to my um, Shelton Family Legacy series, which is set in, it begins in Seattle, but it's set in New York City. And this, it, in, in the book one, which is Betrayed by Blood, there's sort of an ongoing joke about how badly she flubbed up her very first case that she ever took. So I thought, well, it'd be really fun for, you know, this anthology to write what happened on that first case. So that that was how that story came about. And and I just I try to kind of work in the background and and a couple of the you know main characters there in the series and I thought it turned out really fun for you know a 20 page little romp. It absolutely does and I I I really enjoyed how you worked in the elements of world building into the short story so that you, I really got a sense of some of the rich 
textures that you you've brought into your world um you know um the way that um you know magic is sort of registered in in some way and and that some people operate obviously outside of those lines and and can get themselves into trouble yeah you know having the first book written and then going back and writing the prequel I really didn't have to think too much about the world building because it was done, you know, in my head, it already existed. So I just, you know, basically had to tell the story, but, um, and I don't explore it much in the short story, but I did want to explore in the series, you know, what happens when you have a group of people, you know, like you have in every society in the world that, you know, and I wanted to explore prejudice I wanted to explore discrimination. I wanted to explore overreach of the government, you know, of what they do when they think they're losing control of things and try to work all that in. Unfortunately, I, I didn't have time to do a lot of that in the short story, but um, you know, those are big themes that I'd like to explore with this series. That's one of the advantages of writing fantasy is that we get to, we get to deal with some really sticky topics without really beating people over the head with it because it takes place in a fantasy world. So we can deal with some of these things and, and kind of brush up against some, some topics that people are uncomfortable talking about out loud. But if they read a story that relates a, a character's struggle with something, um, they, it doesn't, it, it doesn't impact them the same way in a negative sense. I, I agree. I, I think they can focus on the theme maybe not the people involved and, you know, then it's not, it's not separate from their own, maybe, you know, discriminations or their own prejudices, but I think they just relate to it in a, in a more maybe objective way and, and doing it creatively, you can really delve deeply into a lot of these themes, I think, and really explore them in ways that you just can't do in a conversation with someone over lunch or something without hurting feelings or, you know, offending people. It's funny. I, I, my first series is about a paramedic and a group of paramedics who treat supernatural creatures. And um, it's all really a story about underserved populations and their okay. healthcare plight. And um, you know how some people just can't get good healthcare because they aren't the right kind of people. Um, and it's, you know, it's fun and there's, it, it's funny parts and amusing parts, but you know, at its core, that's what the stories are all about, you know, is, is, is at their core is, is that's where that series kind of came from. So I completely understand. Um, and it, and I don't beat people over the head with it. It's just, you know, it, it is how it is. That's right. there. There are people who deal with things like this in real life, but it's different when it's a, a werewolf or a vampire or a, a mummy who's become unwrapped. Um, you know, there's all kinds of things you can have fun with. Right. Well, you were a paramedic, right? So you probably actually yep. saw a lot of that play out in, in your daily job, I would imagine. Yeah. It's a real, it's a real problem. Uh, you know, there are people who are sick out there who wait until it gets really bad before they call for help because they don't have access to the resources that a lot of people, other people have. So right. yeah, it's a challenge. It's a it challenge. Is. It is. Um, so your, your series, let's talk a little bit about the extended series that this is the prequel to the short story is um, what, um, how many books do you have in that series and what's your plan for it? Um, I am hoping to do at least six books in the series. Um, it is, you know, the overarching story, I guess, is, you know, a girl who 
her parents are big business people in New York City. They wanted to capitalize off this, you know, magic that some of the people had and some didn't. And they ended up actually genetically engineering her <laughs> to be, at, she doesn't know any of this, I don't think until, until maybe book, the end of book two, I think she's going to find this out, that she's actually a genetically engineered, you know, human being and the first one ever that was born with magic. But then her parents actually tried to kill her because she was causing too much trouble and, and you know, drawing too much attention. She escaped. And that's what sent her out to Seattle. And now she's back to New York City um, to solve a mystery and to clear her name. And, and she gets embroiled back in her old life with her, with her family. And, and hopefully she gets through everything okay. But you know, it's a lot of um, little reunions with people that you know, thought she was dead and people that she never thought she'd see again. So I'm hoping it's kind of like a fun in a way, a fun, you know, coming home story as well. I was going to say, finding out you're genetically engineered by your parents, <laughs> that makes for an awkward Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, they're still trying to kill her. So <laughs> there's probably no Thanksgiving dinners in her future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not going to, the, the turkey's not what's going to get carved. <laughs> right. <laughs> Keep the knife away from mom, you know. <laughs> That's great. Um so you also have a paranormal romance series out there. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Okay. Um, well, I have the banished gods, which is um, it's, it's kind of a, you know, I thought it'd be great to, to combine urban fantasy and, and paranormal romance, but <laughs> that didn't fly real well, but it's a fun series um, about the Norse gods that are trapped on earth. And there's one of the main, one of the creators of, of all creation, I guess, got loose and he's out to get them. So the earth is kind of caught in the middle and the, the overarching story is their war against this like immortal you know, cosmic being who wants to end them and end the earth and end everything. So he can go back to just being chaos, which is what he always was. And then each story focuses on one of the gods and then a human who kind of like gets dumped into the, their mess and ends up helping them in some way. It's fun. I mean, it was really fun to write. Um, I wrote all the books ahead of time, thinking I was going to have you know, a real edge on things. But book one ended up changing drastically, which means all the other books changed. So they all were rewritten, um, which I think made them a lot stronger. I'm not saying I shouldn't have done it or anything, but it, it was just funny that the writing process, which I thought I had a handle on completely, went in a whole separate direction. But that was a fun series to write. So that's seven books plus a prequel. And I'm probably going to come out with a standalone because I had two people kind of at the end that did not have a book. So, and that would be Thor and Hell, who are not brother and sister in my series. Okay. <laughs> Which is an important statement, I think, based yeah. upon the way you said that. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm thinking. I was thinking Norse gods. I mean, with the whole Loki thing going on right now with the series, the the, the TV series that's out on um, Disney, um, you might want to tie into that. People that are interested in that kind of thing might might be interested in a little paranormal romance, urban fantasy slant on it. They probably would be. And the first book is Loki. He is my favorite of all the Norse gods. I've been fascinated with. Norse mythology, I think since I was four or five years old and started reading and I cleaned the whole library out. And I remember walking home with this giant stack of books and 
and bringing them back. And the lady said, that's all we have. She said, I'll have to order more. <laughs> I want more books. And I was in, I think I was in probably first grade, kindergarten or first grade, because I was at the elementary school. But she did order me a few more and I read them all. You mean nice to be the person that gets the librarian to order new books, right? <laughs> yeah, I usually was. <laughs> And, and, you know, it's funny. Um, I mean, well, I remember reading a lot of mythology books when I was a kid. I kind of got hungry for Greek and Norse mythologies um, and read a lot of different of the stories. And, and I was struck by the difference between the two type, the two mythos, because the, um, the Norse mythology is much darker I mean, the Greek mythology is twisted. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there's some weird stuff that goes right. on there. But right. Norse mythology is really dark. And I, I wonder if that has, you know, something to do with the climate that they live in, in which they live, you know, where it's dark a lot, long time of the year. And so they just have a different outlook on life. I don't know. I, I think the Germanic people, for the most part, I mean, that they were... I mean, first of all, anything German or Russian is pretty dark, you know, I mean, even music and stuff, it's gloomy and, you know, moody and, but I, I think that, you know, that people in, in general, as they developed, you know, their society, I think they were just a very brutal people. And that, you know, the, the mythology is full of a lot of hard truths. Um, whereas Greek, and Roman, I mean, I think they focus more on romanticism, you know, so it was more about telling a story that's an allegory for something else, whereas Germans were just like, everybody's going to die pretty much, you know, sorry about that, but. Yeah, I mean, it, it, Norse mythology, they're just all waiting for the end of the world. I mean, right. that's basically, it. They, they know it's coming, and they're all waiting for Ragnarok, and, you know, everything else is just a placeholder for what's coming. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I do think that I do, one thing I do love about mythology though, I love the origin stories. You know, they tell a lot of great origin stories that I, I mean, I don't know if that exists in other cultures. I've never really run into it. You know, as being as prevalent as it is, I think in Greek and Norse where they really, really give you a history of not only where these people came from, but why they are the way they are. And I, fi I find that part really fascinating. Um, earlier today, which is the episode before yours, um, I interviewed Sudha Kuraganti, who's um, an Indian author, who's one of the members of our um, group for the Summer Solstice okay. Shenanigans. Um, she writes stories with um, a background in Indian mythology and, and, and urban fantasy based upon that. And um, yeah, there's origin stories. We actually talked about one on her episode where she um, talks about a, a, a god who's, who accidentally or somehow beheads his son and before the, the mother can find out he goes and puts another head on him of course it's an elephant head but that's okay like nobody will notice right <laughs> right um, <laughs> oh that is fascinating yeah so i mean there are i think there are origin stories everywhere yeah yeah i guess we're probably not the first to write those huh <laughs> no i guess not but that's okay uh, the, the, the beautiful part of it is is that there's so many rich fantastical things in our world to draw upon from a sense of, you know, the, the religious mythologies, the, the various, um, the various uh, folk tales and things like that, that are out there, um, you know, give us the opportunity to write about everything from, from Bigfoot to, you know, 
chupacabras and everything in between. I, I agree. And I guess that's what draws me to paranormal and urban fantasy and, and sci-fi, although I've not really written any straight sci-fi. I, I guess I quite can't get my brain into outer space, maybe. I don't know. You know, I, I try to stay on the earth, I suppose, but usually it's an alternative version of the earth of some kind. But I, I just, I love weaving different fantasy and paranormal elements through my stories because it just, I think it gives you a richness in storytelling that you don't get just, you know, in, in like contemporary romance or, you know, women's fiction or something like that. You know, obviously those are important because you're exploring the inner journey, but I am excited about the outer journey. I like to see people fighting against something bigger than themselves and, and seeing what that, what, you know, putting people under a lot of pressure and seeing what, what comes out of that. So it sounds like you really focus on character driven kind of storylines because you're, you're looking at the effects of the story on those characters. I do. I, I mean, I know that I have some strange things in my books like demons and Norse gods and everything else, but basically my storytelling is how people relate to each other and how they work together to solve a problem. And one of my big themes that I, tend to work into every story kind of subconsciously, I think is, is the theme of finding your own family, you know, cause a lot of my people, for whatever reason, it's not me. I had a great childhood and everything, but they're either orphans or they're estranged from their families or, you know, something, they don't really have families. Um, so I like to explore what happens when you get to choose who your family is. And, and I, I don't know, that just works its way into every single book that I've ever written. And I'm not sure why, but it does. So there's some deep seated thing going on there, but <laughs> I'll better make an appointment after this. <laughs> no, it's, it's funny. I mean, I write a lot of stories like that too. Um, and I think, well, I, you know, it's funny. I recently read um, Gail Carriger's The Heroine's Journey, which juxtaposes that, that feminine um, interpersonal relationship journey versus the hero's journey, which is more isolationist um, and and supposedly more masculine, though not always male, obviously. Right. Um, and I think that, you know, there's something to be said for those stories where the hero or the heroine in this case gets stronger as she surrounds herself with with friends and family, that, that it's those interpersonal connections that build the strength that that character grows upon. And, and I, and I love that kind of a story because I'm a very family oriented person and I want, you know, I, I wouldn't be who I am without my family connections. And so I believe that everybody needs to find some kind of family familial type collect connection. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think, especially in storytelling, I think, I think it makes your story stronger because you are seeing the same thing through several. I mean, I use usually a couple different point of views in my books. So I, I like to work in that everybody sees the same thing. You know, the same thing can be happening in front of five different people. And it's hap it's a completely different thing for each of them because of what they bring to that event or that situation, you know, whatever their past is, colors it to the point where you can have two totally different opposing views on, on the same thing happening, which is pretty much life, you know, in a, in a nutshell. 
but I, I like to explore that. I just, I think people's point of views, I think um, characters' point of views are just so fun to play around with. And you can just get so much psychology in just maybe a couple of sentences if, if it's done right. Yeah, it, it's, it's definitely important to build our characters and, and, and make them work in the story. Um, and, and, and just, I'm, I'm character driven in my work as well. So I, I completely get it. And, and, and so far readers seem to be responding pretty well to it. And, and I certainly enjoyed your story in that light. Um, we're kind of, kind of getting down towards the end. So um, where can folks find you if they want to find more about you, your books, um, whatever you're working on? Okay. I am um, LA McGinnis and all my books are on Amazon. I have one vampire series that's wide. So you can find that on Kobo or Barnes and Noble. Um, I'm also on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook. And I do have um, a reader group on Facebook as well um, called LA's Dark Nights, if you're interested in joining that. Excellent. Well, I'll make sure we have links to your stuff in the show notes so people can find you. And, um, you know, Laura, thanks so much for coming on the show and, and, and sharing your, your awesome books and, and, and sharing your short story, The Longest Day, um, with um, the readers of the Summer Solstice um, Anthology. Oh, thanks, Jamie. Thanks for having me. And I'm excited about the new series coming out. And that's going to wrap up this episode of the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. Make sure you catch up with us for a whole lot more from the fantasy and sci-fi focus community, both over on Facebook and, of course, at fantasy-focus.com. Also, while you're on the website, don't forget you can subscribe to the show. Each podcast episode post has links to subscribe right there at the top of the page below the audio player. So don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. We've got some great authors coming up for you in the coming weeks and months, and you won't want to miss any of them. That's it for this episode, though. I want to thank everybody for checking it out. And remember that I am Jamie Davis, your host, author of Fun Fantasy Reads. Don't forget to follow me over on Facebook at Jamie's Fun Fantasy Readers or at my website, jamiedavisbooks.com. Whatever you do, though, subscribe. Come back here for the next podcast episode. And while you're at it, folks, keep your eyes open because there's magic all around you.